sunrises, sunsets, and stars, or what I like to call set your eyes upon the things of heaven. It should come as no surprise to those who know me that the sky and I have a special relationship. I have spent a lot of my adult life in the sky, the equivalent over 365 consecutive days airborne. It is in the sky that I have experienced some of the most majestic views of God's creation. Looking down upon the snow-capped peaks of Greenland, the rolling hills of Scotland as you break out of the clouds on an overcast morning, the vastness of the ocean, flying over Iwazu Falls in Argentina, viewing the massive thunderstorms that exist over the equator in the middle of the night. I have been blessed to see the intricacy of God's creation from the sky, looking down on earth as a bird does. And while I've seen the beauty of God's artistry in his scenery, and it truly is beauty and it truly is art, our creator is the greatest artist of all. But it hasn't always been what was below me that has been so captivating. It has always been what I can see above. My head has always been pointed towards the heavens, to the sky. It is one thing to see the earth below, but another to really appreciate the vastness of the sky, of the heavenly canopy. One of the things that is so disappointing to me in our present culture is that we have separated science and religion. Culture has pitted them against each other like two enemies, and I find this hilarious. The only reason science and logic even exist is because things were created on purpose. All of academia was once religious in nature. Uh, the guy who figured out gravity, men who wrote symphonies, those that pioneered medical care. Yeah, they were all Christians. They were people who were investigating God's creation to understand God better. Because God's people understand logic. God's people know how to use reason because they know that God created logic and created reason. Without God, it would be chaos. And you see, science can provide theories, and that's why they're called theories, that give us some explanation of how things work, at least part of how things work. Let me give you an example, and I'll get back to the stars. The other night, Kristen was in the hot tub, and I was standing outside of it, and we were chit-chatting like we normally do in that configuration, mostly because I don't really like being that hot. And we were chatting about Orion's position and how it shifts in different days in the winter. Orion, the constellation, you know, the guy with the belt. And I started thinking about the reliability of the stars, that they're so reliable that we can navigate by them. The Jews and others ran calendars based on a lunar cycle. We now have a calendar on a solar cycle. It's so reliable, the stars are so reliable, that we can set a calendar to them. The sunrise, the sunset, the hours in a day. All of these things are literally so reliable that we measure things by them. I once did a Sunday school or an outpost on time. The, the fact that time only exists because of God. Well, in our discussion that evening on the reliability of their stars and their positions, it moved into my chewing on the spinning of the earth. Now, if there is one thing I really don't understand, it's the spinning of the earth. Like, how do we really know? Why is it spinning? Who actually figured out it was spinning? And what is even happening when I'm flying a plane at 49,000 feet at 500 miles an hour and there's no spinning below me? It's all really weird. I, I don't feel us spinning, but I've seen time-lapse photography that surely shows stars streaking from a spinning giant egg. But then I start thinking, who started the spinning in the first place? Is the spinning getting faster or slower? Or is it staying the same? What started something spinning in a vacuum to begin with? 
There's all these rabbit holes to spin your brain around. There's just spinning everywhere. And scientists have theories, astrophysicists in particular. I did some Googling, and I found all kinds of things with really meaty scientific words and math. And, and see, science may be able to provide interesting and meaningful theories into the spinning of the Earth. And it may do the same with understanding more about the human body and its incredible capabilities for self-healing. But you see, these theories just give us a tiny little glimpse into the complexity of the world and the complexity of the universe. And see, when science and religion decided that they were supposed to be enemies, which was probably around the same time people gave up the all of Christ for all of life life, then everybody got a lot less intellectually honest. You see, we need to recapture the inquiring mind that knows that God is king. Here's what I mean. When I look at my bees, I'm a bit overwhelmed. Their community and ecosystem is incredibly complex. It's self-sustaining. Uh, bees know their job, and that is the only job they do until they die, which is around 28 days. And then another bee, when that bee dies, emits a pheromone, so the queen knows they need another type of bee, a nurse bee or a trash bee, or a, a bee that goes out and gathers pollen. They need that particular type of new, new bee. And if that doesn't blow your mind, then you should watch them work in a hive uh, to actually build comb, to store brood and honey so that they can survive the winter, so that in the spring and the summer they can go out and store brood and honey so they can survive a winter and then they can continue to repeat this. But during the spring, the plants really need things to help them pollinate. And so the bees do this by accident because they're busy getting nectar to store honey for the cold so that they can survive to go do it all again next year. Then you start thinking, well, which came first? Was it the bee or the plant? Now, spoiler alert, we have the answer in Genesis 1, 1 through 25. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament, divided the waters which were under the firmament and the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered into one place and let the dry lands appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together was of the waters he called the seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the grass, the herb that yields the seed, and the fruit tree that yields the fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields the seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in it according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmaments of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. And then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters abound with abundance of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created the sea creatures and every living thing that moves, 
with which the waters abounded according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the birds multiply on earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw it was good. There's order. There is purpose. It was good. Evolution can't really explain which came first, primordial goo that turned into humans. They can't explain the bees that needed the flowers or the flowers that needed the bees and which actually happened and how did they happen independently of each other. But see, God can. God can. And he has. Now, you may be asking at this point, what does this have to do with sunrises, sunsets, and stars? Everything. When we don't see Christ as king over everything, then we don't see his hand in everything. But when we acknowledge that Christ is king over all, we experience him everywhere. We see his hand in everything. Did you notice the word heavens in the passage I just read? Genesis 1.20, Then God said that the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens, the expanse of the heavens. When we look to the heavens, where do we look? We look up. If you don't believe me, just go pause this recording. Go find a stranger, preferably a pagan, and ask them to look at the heavens and to look to the heavens and see what they do. They will look up. Psalm 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Handiwork. Have you ever thought about why we have constellations? Have you ever thought about the fact that the night sky is so awe-inspiring? Have you ever really looked at the night sky when it is really dark? I have. I did it on the Amazon River at night with no lights. It was breathtaking. Or maybe you can run up to Rocky Mountain National Park here in our backyard and go lay in a parking lot or a park bench, don't get run over by a car, and stare at the heavens in the dark. Psalm 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Yes, they're balls of gas and they have orbiting satellites and there are solar systems and some bodies may be spinning and there's some black holes and there's nebula and there's some things made out of ice and there's some things made out of rock but they're all in this vacuum that couldn't have made itself from nothing and sure it's true some of these things are made up of fire or ice or other elements i don't even know what planets are made of but they're also art you see in god's economy things can serve multiple purposes symbols have layers that the, the night sky is art. It literally declares the glory of God. And yes, of course, these things are made up of elements. But that isn't what makes them beautiful. They're beautiful because it declares God's glory. We're, our, our breath is taken away because these things declare the glory of God. It's beautiful because it proclaims God's covenant with his people. Genesis 26, 1 through 5. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For you and your descendants I will give all these lands. And I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give to your descendants all these lands. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws.
that the stars are a reminder of the promise of God that he has with his people. The promise that his people will multiply. Shout on, pray on. We are gaining ground. The artistry of the stars paint a tapestry of God's covenant right before our eyes, which leaves the sunrises and the sunsets. Our God is so beautifully, artistically good. The heavens declare his glory. And he books, bookends the sun. The heavens declare his glory. And he bookends it with sunrises and sunsets. Have you ever thought about that? I watch the sunrise almost every single day. And I watch the sunset almost every single day. I go to bed late and I wake up early. And the Colorado sunrises and sunsets are something to behold. But so are they if you're in a cornfield in Kansas or crossing over 50 west at 43,000 feet headed to Europe. He who has done it will understand. Even when it is behind the clouds on a dreary day and you can't quite see it, but you know it's there. That giant, big, flaming ball of fire that's also probably spinning in a vacuum. Which is at the exact distance we need to get a tan on a beach or be warm in the sun today on a winter day or to warm a greenhouse to grow vegetables out of season. That ball of flame was placed there by God on purpose for us. And it is so reliable that we set a clock based around rotations of it. A system that God gave us that gives us years and months and weeks and days and hours and minutes and seconds and milliseconds and nanoseconds. And you get the idea. Or maybe you don't. And if you don't, you should be looking towards the heavens more. Daytime, don't look directly at the sun, listen to what your mother told you, but also especially at nighttime. See, your God loves you so much that you don't have to worry that the sun is going to come up tomorrow. You can bet your bottom dollar that it will. So many people spend so much of their time chasing the esoteric and chasing the Gnostic, looking for secret knowledge, and they've missed it because what they've missed is that it's actually been right in front of their eyes the whole time. The literal heavens. You see, family, the miracle is in the ordinary. Pause for a second now and just look to the heavens. And if you're not outside, go outside and look to the heavens. See how they declare the glory of God. Look around you. See Christ's hand in and over everything in your life. This approach will allow you to look at the world in wonder and awe to truly taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 8. To the chief musician on the instrument of Gath, a psalm of David. Our Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants. You have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, above all the heavens, Family, our God is so good. His creation radiates his glory and his beauty. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Tonight is Shrove Tuesday. It's the end of Epiphany. I encourage you to feast well tonight. 
Feast well on pancakes and eggs and bacon and syrup. Feast to the goodness of the Lord, to whom the heavens declare the glory, and to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen.